Well, I've been talking a lot about recently what's been happening on the field with the South Carolina Gamecocks, but what's been happening recently off the field in terms of the recruiting front? I'll have a guest on today's show to discuss that in detail right here on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you once again for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And for today's show, we're going to take a turn back to recruiting for the South Carolina Gamecocks. I'm going to have... Locked On's resident recruiting insider, John Garcia Jr., the director of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated on today's show to talk about a bevy of different prospects like Nicholas Harper and where he's currently leaning right now. Also get his thoughts on the 2023 recruiting class to see if there's anyone that might be considering actually looking elsewhere. And I'll ask him about a bunch of different 2024 recruiting prospects, all of whom are considering the South Carolina Gamecocks. I think y'all are really going to enjoy our interview today. So let's go on ahead and get on right into it with John Garcia Jr. Gamecock Nation, I'm pleased to be joined by SI's John Garcia Jr., the director of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated. He's a recruiting analyst for SI Now, SI All-American, and Yellowhammer Football, which covers the best high school football in the state of Alabama. John, thank you for coming on once again on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. It's been a minute. Hope you've been doing well. I'm doing well, Andrew. Good to be back on with you. And, and yeah, this, this Gamecock class is really strong, and, and there could be some, some more additions here down the line. So always good to check in. Absolutely. Gamecock Nation is definitely hoping to see one specific addition. Let's go ahead and address the elephant in the recruiting room for South Carolina right now in Nicholas Harper. He's, of course, rated the 15th best prospect in the SI 99 rankings for the 2023 recruiting cycle. He officially visited the South Carolina Gamecocks two weeks ago for the Georgia game, and he also officially visited Michigan this past weekend. Those two schools kind of seem to be the front runners, if anyone is guessing right now. So, John, with the expertise that you have, what is the latest talk surrounding Nicholas Harper and where he could be leaning in this recruiting process? Yeah, I think because he is obviously such a unique prospect, right? Football, track, what position is he going to play when he, if, if he does play football? All, all these question marks around him. It has pushed his recruitment back from a tangible perspective relative to most every other recruit out there to the point where I think, Andrew, his visits are dictating the programs that he is in it with the most. So for Carolina to get the back-to-back visits, right, you got the final off-season visit in the summer, the first in-season official visit, to me, says that the most energy and buzz sits with the Gamecocks at this moment. Again, Michigan has followed up. LSU looks like it'll be the next official. So again, I think he's almost taking these trips in the order of where things stood at the end of the summer months. Uh, So I do think that the ball is theoretically in USC's court here with Harbor. I know this is a recruitment that has been handled top down, right? Shane Beamer all the way on down. 
He's he's working Harbor references into his press conferences. I mean, this is a an all hands on deck, new, modern, energetic approach to this recruitment, which, again, when it's a kid who's unconventional, a kid who is outside the box uh, and, and not from, you know, he's, he's a Maryland kid. So he's not, you know, an Atlanta kid, a Florida kid who's a Texas kid who just grew up around all of this and understands, hey, this is how recruiting goes. So for that type of kid to be handled this way, it says a lot about where he stands on the board. And I think uh, his back-to-back visit says a lot about how he feels about South Carolina. Look, when when you're dealing with track and you're talking about SEC programs, that is something that is always going to correlate. That box is always going to be checked. So I think there's really no, I guess, worry in that regard from from the South Carolina perspective. But I also think with with some of the recent history, they've been able to present players, and you know better than me, Andrew, players who do more than one thing, whether it's two sports, two positions, two sides of the football, they have been able to show some uniqueness um, within their football program in particular. So I just think all those factors combined with the energy and honest consistency that we know – Beamer and company have provided here. It, it's just going to keep them at the top or near the top of this race all the way through. Uh, and and it, it does appear like it's going to go all the way to signing day, maybe even the new year. But again, uh, South Carolina, when all is said and done in the last six months of this Harbor recruitment, will have had them on campus at worst tied for the most with any other program and at best more than any other program. And, and I don't know if there's a better position to be in at this point uh, for this, this really special, unique, weird, different, whatever we want to call him type of recruit. I think South Carolina has done as good a job as any program recruiting him. Uh, although Michigan is countering with the academics, uh, other schools are going to look to do the same and, and trying to find a blend of, of the approach uh, that, that he and his family want to take in. But at the end of the day, the energy and the uniqueness of South Carolina, I do think will keep, this program in the race all the way until the end. Right. And I, John, I definitely don't think there could be any doubt about how much effort, like you mentioned, coach Shane Beamer and this entire staff from the top down have been putting into this recruiting effort with Nicholas Harbour, which again, just tells you just how much they think of him as a prospect, someone that can maybe help to continue to change the perception of the program with these modern high school athletes. And on the track and field side, you got a Hall of Fame track and field coach in Curtis Fry at South Carolina. So we might not be like a Florida or Oregon or even LSU, but South Carolina's got some things to offer in both of those sports, which could definitely be a selling point for Nicholas Harper moving forward. Of course, I'm going to continue my conversation with John Garcia in just a few moments with the 2023 recruiting class. But before I do so, I want to pass along a message from our friends over at Bet Online, who are the sponsors for today's show. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. You can find all the latest football, league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They are the fastest and easiest way to check out on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball with the regular season. Season winding down. You got mixed martial arts as well, boxing and golf. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because bet online is where the game starts.
Welcome back to segment two of this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Continuing our conversation here with SI's Director of Recruiting, John Garcia Jr. John, let's continue our conversation with the 2023 recruiting class as a whole for South Carolina. Now, obviously, South Carolina's had their ups and downs on the field to start the season. Maybe haven't had the start that they wanted. And one of the first things that fans can start to worry about when things go south even just a little bit is their team's recruiting class. Because we all know that, look, these coaches are going to try to negatively recruit every chance they get if you open the door for them to do just that. And South Carolina's class does seem pretty solidified and bought into Shane Beamer's vision for the program. But is there someone, even anyone in the class, who is still getting a lot of interest from other programs that maybe could be looking around at some point? Maybe someone that the Gamecocks have to work maybe extra hard to keep in their current recruiting class. Well, look, naturally, you look at the best players in the class to to wonder, I guess, where any other interest will come from or continued interest should come from. And I think the best position group that South Carolina, well, this is actually a good argument. The best position groups they have are on the O-line and the D-line. So if you're an SEC program that wants to recruit well, you got to go inside out. And I think that's where South Carolina is best positioned in this class of 2023. And I think on both sides of the ball, we've seen some marquee victories for the Gamecocks uh, in the trenches. But I think luckily for them, most of them are in state, right? You know, the, the best O lineman on board maybe is Marquis Anderson. The best D lineman on board for me is certainly Xavier McLeod, both in state recruits. So you expect other programs to continue to pursue, but you also expect those guys to be able to hold off any additional interest going forward. So naturally, when this type of question comes in, I go elsewhere. I go, okay, who are the out of state guys or who are the out of region guys, right? Because look, Georgia is is feeding South Carolina with most of its recruits, but that's always been the case, right? So even though there's so many from that state, it's not as much of a worry as, as it would be for another type of program. But there's been a recent resurgence for South Carolina in that DMV area, right? In Maryland, the, the District of Columbia, with those type of prospects. So I think that is where, if I had to construct a, a worry point, at least from, from a foundational perspective, I'd go to some of the Maryland kids and those that play premium positions while being outside the region. So maybe a Desmond Omeo Zulu, who leading into his verbal commitment, we heard conversations about Ohio State, about some other programs before he popped for the Gamecocks. Uh, on the offensive side, uh, Alawatosin Babalade, same kind of thing. We heard a, a lot of visits, a lot of other programs in the mix before the Gamecocks won out. So naturally, I'd go out of the region for some of the worry spots. But in general, I don't think there's a highly coveted commitment on the list that we know, hey, this is a flip candidate. I don't think it's that cut and dry for South Carolina at this point, which is a great position to be in from the USC perspective. Now, if that changes and and maybe some more losses pile up, you, you never know how that starts to shift with the perception, but I think early in the season enough, I think South Carolina is in in a really good uh, spot. Right. And of course you could assume that coach Shane Beamer's pitch to a lot of these high end blue chip prospects is the fact that, you know, Hey, we are an improving program. We obviously showed progress in year one, 
But we're not quite ready yet to compete with maybe some of the top teams in this conference, like obviously a Georgia, maybe even a Texas A&M, an Arkansas program who has really surged the last couple of years and this season as well. So, you know, maybe that's something that keeps a lot of these guys in this current recruiting class. But again, like you mentioned, if losses continue to pile up, maybe even lose a game that you're not supposed to lose. And from a perception standpoint, you're not expected to lose. Then that's when things can really start to get interesting in terms of of recruiting. So, John, let's move on to the 2024 class and talk about some of the prospects there who maybe seem to have interest in South Carolina, but South Carolina's not necessarily their clear-cut favorite where they're just above and beyond everybody else. And let's start off with Mazio Bennett out of Greenville, South Carolina. I'll make no bones about it. As a South Carolina guy who covers this team and knows the fan base, this is a prospect that Gamecock fans really want to see wearing the garnet and black in this next recruiting cycle. He did visit South Carolina two weekends ago and last weekend visited Tennessee for their game against Florida, who seems to be a real serious contender in this recruiting battle. So who's in the group that could be in this recruiting battle for the long haul when looking at Mazio Bennett out of Greenville, South Carolina? Well, I think that last part is is where the conversation begins, right? He's a South Carolina kid. And and look, this is one state I liken to Mississippi, to the state of Alabama, where it's like the best prospects are going to have South Carolina and Clemson in the mix. Just like in Mississippi, it's Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and obviously in Alabama, it's, it's the Iron Bowl schools. You're going to have those schools in the mix until they're not. And oftentimes, there's going to be a bit of, of a back and forth in that regard. I think the difference with Bennett is that he's so coveted early on that outside of the state, other programs are getting involved and starting to feel pretty good. I mean, look, every kid that was at Tennessee this last week is saying glowing things about UT because, look, they finally got that that Florida Gator monkey off their back, picked up a big win at home, college game day, all that fun stuff. But it's not just Tennessee, right? North Carolina is involved. Other SEC programs are involved as well. So I think this one's going to be a longstanding battle and potentially one that goes outside of the region because he's a playmaker at a position that's becoming more and more important in how every single college football program recruits it. Uh, So this one could go a little bit longer, but on the front end, I think South Carolina is positioning itself to to stay in that race. Like you said, he just visited uh, for the Georgia game a couple weeks ago as my ring notifications keep going off here. Uh, So I do think that they're doing a good job of staying consistent in that race and getting him on campus. Because one thing we do see oftentimes with programs who have great talent in state there's almost a a factor of patience here where it's like, okay, overly patient where you don't prioritize those guys or push or press for those guys as much because there's an expectation that they will uh, keep you in the running all the way until the end. But we're not seeing South Carolina fall into, I guess, that trap of, of assuming kids are going to keep you in high regard just because they're local or semi-local in this case. So I, I think that's something that the fan base should – feel comfortable with knowing that that's a very unlikely scenario really going forward under Shane Beamer. You can't imagine South Carolina losing an in-stater because of a lack of effort. So I think for that alone, Bennett's going to feel the love. He's going to continue to get back to campus and South Carolina is going to stay in this race. Right. And in terms of effort with this coaching staff, one of the first position coaches that might get thrown out there is wide receivers coach Justin Stepp, who will absolutely not let up in terms of recruits that he has high interest in. Of course, Mazio Bennett would probably be a player under his tutelage if 
Coach Step were to stay at South Carolina and Mazio Bennett were to eventually become a South Carolina Gamecock, which, of course, is Gamecock Nation's hope at the end of the day. Staying with the 2024 recruiting class, let's look at the DMV region, which you mentioned earlier. The Gamecocks have had a lot of success in this particular region for the 2023 class up to this point. And there's a corner up there named Braden Lee, who is a highly touted corner, and he happens to be high school teammates, ironically enough, with 2023 four-star edge commit Desmond Yumio Zulu. So with Braden Lee, obviously it's very early in the process right now, but how do you see his recruitment shaping up? What kind of skill set does he bring to the field as a cornerback? And could the Yumio Zulu connection help the Gamecocks here if he were to stay committed to South Carolina at the end of the day? Well, look, there's a lot of functional athleticism here and great length that we see on tape early on, which is so important in any evaluation or recruitment thereafter of a cornerback prospect. So he's checking boxes on the field. But, yeah, I'm wondering what Garnet and Black is is in the water up there in the DMV because it's it's an area where I think conventionally we don't see South Carolina so consistently recruiting. Uh, but when you've got – some tangible wins there, it could snowball. So I think he will be a great case study in maybe the staying power of South Carolina in that region because there is a connection there. And, and other programs and other coaching staffs have taught us, Andrew, when you when you get one and there's tangibly a victory there, it could snowball in a hurry. That's kind of all it takes when we see programs go maybe outside of convention, whether it's ge- geographically or when they they switch things up schematically, all it takes is one sort of buy-in where it's important and we could see some some aftershock there in a positive sense from a recruiting standpoint. So look, South Carolina is always going to have an inside connection should Emeo Zulu sign with the Gamecocks. Uh, the, the intelligence that will come out of Columbia for him will be a phone call away, right? And I think that changes so much of how a recruit can uh, weigh a program, especially one who was up and coming, right? I think when you talk about, you know, Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State, I mean, some of these these programs that recruit themselves, look, Clemson, unfortunately, for, for your audience, kids know what they're getting with them, right? So So there's not as much checking in with teammates who might be there or kids who just recruited or who were just recruiting recruited there or just visited etc but when it's an up-and-coming program there's still a lot of questions or unanswered thoughts out there you do need to do a little bit more journalism work and, and investigative work and make some phone calls and figure out exactly what this program does have to offer so again should Zulu sign with USC as expected, now all of a sudden that in will be 24-7, 365 because there aren't any rules against teammates and you know, helping recruit one another. So I do think that will provide an in for South Carolina all the way through here. And, and that will be fascinating because this recruitment isn't going to slow down anytime soon. Right. And it's a fascinating point that you bring up about, you know, there is no rule of him wanting to maybe text or call Desmond Yamiuzulu. If he signs with South Carolina and ask him, you know, hey, what's the environment like down there? What's it like being a freshman here at the University of South Carolina? And at the end of the day, these blue chip prospects, you know, the coaches can they can talk to them all they want about just how good the program is, what the trajectory is, what they could do with him, you know, being in their program. But the players and how they feel about the program at the end of the day are going to be one of the most important things. So to have someone like Desmond Yamiuzulu in this program, you're you're right. I mean, it would give South Carolina a constant foot in the door in terms of a line of communication, which at the end of the day can be one of the most important factors when he makes his final decision.
Welcome back to the final segment of this special recruiting video edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Finishing up our conversation here with SI's Director of Football Recruiting, John Garcia Jr. John, really been appreciating all of the insight you've given us so far on the show today. Let's talk about another really highly tied prospect for the 2024 recruiting class in Sammy Brown. He is a blue chip linebacker out of Jefferson, Georgia. And uh, obviously with Georgia, it's pretty hard to snatch players that they want badly enough out of their own state, especially when you got a national championship trophy to point to. But um, he has visited the Gamecocks a handful of times and seemingly has reciprocated some interest here. And he most recently visited for their sort of Friday cookout event that they held on July 29th this past summer. So is Sammy Brown a Georgia lock? Is this someone that we can't even really think about for the 2024 recruiting class? Or does South Carolina have some traction here with the Jefferson High School star? Look, I, I think oftentimes when you talk about a, an elite recruit, and by all accounts, Brown is is going to be that in the class of 24, relative to the in-state school, there's always this question of if he's a lock, why hasn't he committed just yet? Right. And, you know, right. I think continued visits to other programs, especially repeat visits, like we're talking about with South Carolina do tell a bit of a broader story. And I, I think this kid still has a lot to figure out during the recruiting process. Now is Georgia going to be the favorite and, and uh, tough to beat? Probably yes. And yes. As long as Kirby smart, Glenn Schumann and that crew want Brown to be one of their, their next best linebackers. But, but here's the thing, Georgia's going to recruit nationally. And it's one of the few programs where if you go into their state, you might be able to pull out a blue chip because they have maybe over-recruited said blue chip, right? So when you, it's the same thing we see in, in Ohio with Ohio State and Alabama with Alabama, you can go in there and find some success despite the perception of, oh, that's a blue chip recruit in that state. Why are we even trying it? It's never that simple. And again, the kid is reciprocating a lot of interest with visits, but this this has all the makings, Andrew, of a classic SEC battle, right? Carolina's in it, Tennessee's in it, Florida, Georgia, Alabama's in it, Auburn is in it. This is a classic SEC battle for a kid with a great bullet, you know, so it kind of fits, right? It kind of fits <laughs> the SEC yeah. profile to a degree, uh, and it should be a, a more drawn-out battle, right, because this is a kid who who seems to be getting better in a hurry, so it could be one with with more contenders than not here going forward. So the ball will really be in Sammy's court for, for the majority of, of this recruiting process. But when, when you've got Georgia and Alabama involved, Clemson as well, I should mention, you know, it, it could, it could get interesting depending on how they fill up early in the 24 cycle relative to that position. So I, I do think there's a lot of reason for Carolina and a lot of these other schools to stay involved in this recruitment, especially if you continue to get visits. And what's unique about that, that cookout, you know, non-football visit at the end of July, all those programs we mentioned had some type of cookout, some type of event going on in similar fashion, you know, a non-camp event going on for recruiting purposes. So one, to be invited as a junior, I think says a lot about how Carolina views him. And two, for him to pick that trip over others at similar programs, I do think says a lot about the possibilities of him keeping the Gamecocks involved uh, in this race. Uh, so again, you, you never know what's going to put a kid over the top, uh, but those little tea leaves do tell us a, a bit of the story here. So I definitely wouldn't count out any of the schools we've talked about for Sammy Brown. And, and while he might be considered a lock to some, 
he's still on the board. And, and any coach will tell you you're going to pursue those type of kids uh, until they say no thanks. Uh, so, again, we don't expect any drawback or slowdown from South Carolina in the effort department. And kids like this appreciate it more times than not. Yeah, and it's a valid point that you bring up about the fact that, you know, if he is such a lock to the Georgia Bulldogs, then, you know, why hasn't he committed yet? And, of course, again, like you mentioned, that's not to say that Georgia won't be the favorite and won't get him at the end of the day. Obviously, Sammy Brown is a highly touted prospect for the 2024 class who's played some running back for Jefferson High School. I've seen some highlights of him getting 30-plus yard gains. So, yeah, this guy, he can do about anything that you want as a football player. So this is a guy that is definitely going to have a lot of teams coveting him for their 2024 recruiting classes. But uh, John, I really appreciate all the insight that you've given us today for the 2023 and 2024 recruiting classes for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Thank you for coming on once again. Always a pleasure, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Well, Gamecock Nation, I hope that y'all enjoyed today's interview with John Garcia Jr. If you want to look for more information regarding the national recruiting perspective that he has for Sports Illustrated, you can go find him on Twitter at John Garcia underscore Jr. for more information regarding all that. But that does it for today's show, the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. What were y'all's thoughts on what he had to say on Nicholas Harbor? Also, what did you think about what he said about the 2023 prospects who could look elsewhere if the South Carolina Gamecocks don't get things back on the right track on the football field? Also, what were your thoughts on what he had to say about Mazio Bennett, Braden Lee, and Sammy Brown for the 2024 class? I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts, as always, down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. But of course, if you're listening to today's show on an audio podcast app, Wherever you get your podcast daily, you can also feel free to shoot me a message at a lion underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll be sure to respond to any replies or comments that you have for me as quickly as I see them. And of course, if you've enjoyed the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, but maybe you want to get more news on the entire SEC conference, well then go check out Chris Gordy over on the Lockdown SEC podcast as he goes over the entire SEC conference, all 14 teams, in just 30 minutes Monday through Friday, every single day of the week. Of course, with the assistance and help of the local team experts of Locked On who cover SEC programs. So, once again, be sure to make Locked On SEC your second listen after, of course, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But once again, that does it for me on today's show. I'll catch y'all on our game preview edition for the South Carolina State game that is happening this Thursday right here on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.